Okay. I'm totally recording fine. now. I'm totally recording now. You're fine. Fred, I'm going to do, do something outlandish so you can uh, easily sync that. So you'll see a big spike. It's Friday, August 28th. And you're listening to Fantastic Neighborhood episode... One. Twenty. Five? I'm Fred, and I like Univision reporter Jorge Ramos. I'm John, and I like Free Week. Uh, I'm Dan, and I like The Wiggles. Dan, what? I'll I'll say that. Dan Zuccarelli? Yeah. (laughs) That's the pronunciation we're going to go with. Double C, man. That's C-H sound. I've I've lived in Italy. Uh, Dan, welcome to the show, formerly of Perpetual Geek Machine. Uh, I think our listeners might be kind of, all three of them might be noticing a trend at this point. That's because they Uh, were all on the show previously. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, In that we are just... We are just stacking the lineup with PGM guys. Who who knows who will we get next? Rich Coonley? Probably not. He's got like eighteen kids now. He's yeah. like a, he's the Duggars. He, you're you're better off with uh, uh, Ryan. We'll get oh we should get Ryan. <laughs> we we'll get old Nerf Gun on the show. Yeah. Uh, so Fred, Jorge Ramos, any story on that? Uh, nothing too deep. I just uh, you know he uh, he got kicked out of a, a Donald Trump press conference and uh, for being uh, brown. Basically, uh, you know, mm, part Trump, of it. Trump yelled a bunch of like veiled racist stuff um, that wasn't really all that veiled for what it's worth. And seems uh, to be a trend. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, like, I, 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 I kid you not, that dude is like a national treasure. Um, uh, he, he is like, who's the most prestigious reporter we have in America? Like, or had uh, at any point? Geraldo Rivera. Okay. That's it, not true. It, it'd be like it. It'd be like accurate. punching Walter Cronkite. Like this dude. This dude's basically the number one reporter for Spanish language television, um, and it could not have backfired. I mean, I don't want to get political or anything. I I feel like people probably know my stance on Trump, but uh, man, he uh, he. Th- this dude fucking put it to him. That's great. Uh, you know, it's, it's ev- I think everybody pretty much knows that Fantastic Neighborhood skews pretty liberal. Uh, at this point, right? Like the, we're the progressive we've established voice that Seattle in yeah. in amateur uh, video game podcasting. We're treading yes. in dangerous comedic territory because it gets funnier the further Trump gets in the entire process. But if we push it slightly too far, then he's president, and we're all screwed. <laughs> I know, right? You need. To, well, I saw, I saw we're edging with Trump. It re- yeah, it <laughs> reached maximum maximum hilarity at he and gets next the nomination. You know, you've ejaculated and then it's everywhere. Like, yeah, unfortunately. Oh, wait, we, we, we need to walk this back a couple steps. It's First thing you know, he's anymore. running for president. Next thing you know, you have a belt <laughs> tied around your neck in a closet. <laughs> it's poor David Carradine. Um, so, yeah. yeah. I, you know, I saw an interview, like somebody interviewed like 30 Trump supporters, and no fewer than five were basically like, you know, I just want to see the world burn. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so that's great, uh, Dan. The Wiggles. Um, yeah, are you th- you're there yet? You're there. Well, he like he likes it. Uh, my son, who's 
uh, almost about almost 15 months. He really does like it. He zones out to songs and stuff. And you know, I just I stumbled on that because I wanted something else on Hulu instead of the three like instead little commercials we were watching. Yeah, he really zoned out, and then I actually found myself enjoying the music. I mean, I actually don't hate it. It's it's fun to see. I thought a couple things as I was watching it. I don't want to like I won't talk too long about it, but I thought a it's nice to have a fan base who's never going to accuse you of selling out or doing anything stupid. Like those kids just enjoy the stuff that they're playing. And I got to feel like as a musician, probably not the most uh, horrible place to be. Like you play concerts at two o'clock in the afternoon. You know, the place is packed. <laughs> you're selling, you're selling two or three tickets for every one person that really wants to go. Cause the parents got to go and the kids just love what you do. I mean, it's not, you know, it's it's sort of nice to just be there. They're unironically fun. Like, there's no weird edge to it. They're not trying to say anything. It's just like, it's a good time, and your kids like it. And I kind of, like, appreciate the honesty of that. Yeah, I mean, and that's... The, me, and the songs are good. That's more or less why I'm so into EDM right now. <laughs> <laughs> same, well, same exact thing, right? Yeah. The Wiggles, the Wiggles, it's probably uh, mostly Australians and EDM, too, yeah, so... Right. The Wiggles uh, had a had a Oh, weird, wait, they're uh, Australian? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And that helps. <laughs> the, girl, the girl wiggles pretty cute on top of all that, so uh, that helps. Well, you know, they had I mean, a real opportunity there when, uh, you know, when Raffi had that nip slip and they sort of came in. <laughs> I mean, Why, the I've one... gone way down deep in, like, the Wikipedia hole about the wiggles, like, on, in some downtime at work in the last couple of weeks. I can tell you way more than I, you know, I should probably know. You know, most of them are probably into some real sick shit, like, sexually. I've, I, I think they're before, Australian. Like, the first time I watched it, I think I tweeted. I was like, you know, if you ever saw these at the like, people at a party, like you would just want to talk about anything else, and they would always just round it back to the fact that they're wiggles, and they would like constantly <laughs> smile at you about it. Well, it's like, like I, when they look up from the cocaine table, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. Those guys make a ton of money. Yeah, so they're staring really your soul from good the depth shit. of a mirrored yeah. table. <laughs> They're getting a good. I don't know. I like. I. I honestly, I like it. I really hope he's still into it in a couple of years, and I. I take him to a concert because I think I'll actually have a good time. <laughs> well, that's when the wow. the main wiggle is going to go solo. <laughs> sure, so, <laughs> man. Break I, off like, from the rest of the band. So I think you're the sellout here. Like me? Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> nah. You know what? I've reached the age where I don't apologize for the stuff I like anymore. Oh my god. Yeah. Same here. That's why yeah. I like such bad stuff. I like the Wiggles, and I don't really give a shit. I mean, I'm not to the point where I'm listening to it in the car yet, but, you know, I, I was listening to Disney music today by myself, so, I mean, you know. I, but that I, doesn't really surprise us about you. Like, no. you're, you're, that, you're that guy. You're I that, had to take it. I did take it to a nerd Disney level, guy. though. I was listening to, like, the theme park music in the car. I'm not, I wasn't listening to, like, movie soundtracks. But, like, so the moving small on, ride uh, and, <laughs> yeah, stuff like, oh, yeah, no. stuff like that. <laughs> what a nightmare. Um, so It's <laughs> <laughs> my life. I have an Epcot poster right here. Um, yeah, uh. <laughs> world of tomorrow. All right, let's do it. Uh, so Dan, it's all the rage on the uh, on the uh, the video game podcast circus. Tell us, tell us about Rocket League. Oh, Rocket League! Rocket League is love. Rocket League is life. Uh, did you guys? Did you download this at least? Did when it was a PS Plus game, or did yeah. you not even? Yeah. Okay. No, I download all the games because I like, and then I like never play them. I like yeah, having yeah. games. I don't like playing games. I like having games. Yeah, I hear you. I'm the same way. The nice thing about Rocket League is a match that only lasts five minutes. So, I mean, you can really get in and get out. I don't really know why the game is so good. It probably shouldn't be. It's one of those one of those weird ones. It's like, it's soccer with cars. And in the beginning, it's kind of just uh, kind of like a toss-off thing. Where it's like, this is ridiculous. We're all just crashing into each other. And occasionally, the ball goes in the goal. And, you know, it's goofy and we laugh. Uh, then the longer you play it, you actually start to see strategy develop. Um 
you have to start looking to where the ball's going, not where the ball is. Like in the beginning, it's sort of like a bunch of kids at a at a you know youth game where everybody's just like crowded around the ball, following it around the around they, the around the uh, arena. They bring, but then they, they bring the peewees out in the like yeah. the hockey uh, intermission to like yeah we we break we break around. in half for uh, for orange slices and then we head back out for the second <laughs> half. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but as you play more, you actually start. Now I watch a lot of soccer. Um, you actually do see a lot of the same sort of strategies as soccer start to develop where somebody kind of needs to, you know, play either defense or at least uh, at least be at the halfway line to, to, to get the ball down in, and then somebody's got to go dig it out of the corner, like almost like hockey or do hockey the, too, if you watch Do hockey. the cars ever stop and fake a flat tire? No. <laughs> this is not Italian soccer. <laughs> um d- how are how much are you playing? Are you getting good? We we play yeah uh, we play a decent amount. Um, we usually a couple hours a night. Jesus, really? That's yeah. Commitment. I usually play. I I may honestly like so I made the decision when my kid was born that like video games are still going to be important to me and I was still going to set the side set the time aside to play. So, so what did you give up? Um, Sleep s- sleeping mostly. Well, the kid um, made you I do just, that anyway. Well, I also got rid of cable, and that helps. That's a whole other side conversation. But I can't sit down and waste time of, uh, you know, I don't, I don't sit down to watch like ten minutes or something, and then like five hours later, I've watched the Property Brothers marathon. Like I just don't do that shit anymore. <laughs> yeah, you know, so I'm that's, the- that's all time that I use effectively. I, I mean, John, you can you can vouch for this. Like the one thing you're keenly aware of when you suddenly become a parent is what your time is spent doing. Oh, so, totally. I use my time as effectively as I can. So when he goes to bed and my wife works nights a couple nights a week or after she goes to bed even, usually from like 10 till 12 or like sometimes 1, I'm playing something. It's either typically these days it's Destiny or Rocket League because I just, you know, I'm playing on the PlayStation. But so, yeah, like, you know, probably an hour, hour and a half of Rocket League a night, a couple of some Destiny depending on who's online. So who are you like? Who are you playing with? Are these like re- IRL friends, or are these friends you've made for your gaming? Rocket they, Leaguers. Uh, well, as they it were. they started as as gaming friends, but then like I mean, at the past this past PAX, they were both there. It's two other guys that I most of the time play with. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, Jay, who's like from like the west coast of Canada, and uh, Scott, who lives a couple hours south of me in Virginia, are the two guys that I play with most often. Classic Jay and Scott name drops, though. Yeah, man, I got. I had to get it in there. So yeah, we play a couple hours of Destiny and a couple hours of Rocket League, or mix it up back and forth depending on what we feel like doing. But so Rocket League, we play three on three all the time because I hate playing with people that I a I can't talk to, and I hate talking to people that I don't know. So it sort of limits <laughs> me on uh, who I'm playing with. <laughs> Plus, I get super frustrated with people that play like idiots. Um, it's <laughs> wow. a really well put together <laughs> game. It's it I it's it's tough to explain, but really you just have like you, your car can boost and your car can like do a double jump. So you can jump in the air and then when you hit the jump button again, you can sort of rotate the car and that's what you kind of use to kick. Um, it's the dumbest thing. I it sounds so <laughs> stupid when I try to explain it. Like that's that's the most no, ridiculous. I mean, this it sounds like the most ridiculous premise ever. But no, it really no, is. This game has some I mean, real legs from uh, from what I've been seeing on the interwebs. Like people yeah. really like it, and like there's actual league play going on. Like yeah, it has the the start, at least the feel of like a like what League of Legends was or Dota when it first started. Yeah, I, I was watching a I was watching a match yesterday just for the hell of it. Uh, um, and it, I mean, those guys are like ridiculously good, but. It's sort of like, you know, I'm not that good at Street Fighter anymore. You know, like Street Fighter 2 was my purview. But, you know, you can have fun button mashing, and then you can have fun when you start to learn some special moves. And then there's guys that take it to, like, the combo cancel level and all that kind of shit. Like, there is Rocket League on that level. Like, you can combine the – you can sort of, like, heel-toe 
action, the jump, and the boost to fly in that game. So now there's guys jumping off the sides of the arena walls and flying across the map to hit the ball in midair, which is like a whole nother level than where we started. But like I'm starting to do those aerial moves too. I've just like moved into, into that. Uh, matchmaking's really good. It's really quick. Everything it unlocks is all vanity stuff, but it's all a lot of fun vanity stuff like fez hats and tennis ball antenna toppers and shit like that. It's just like, it's just fun stuff. It's really just a fun video game. It's really, you know, you don't play those a lot of times. Like I love games like Her Story and all <laughs> that kind of stuff. Almost never but, play them. <laughs> but it's just flat out fun. Like it was just built to be fun. It wasn't built to be anything more than it is, and it's okay being this stupid soccer car game. And it's like it's it's. It's fun being that, and I think everybody is sort of enjoying the, the freshness of it. It's just that. That's, a, that's what it is. They did the one thing, and they just did it really well. So, so sometimes even when they set out to make uh, super fun games, um, they do not succeed, and they make, yeah. they make things that are profoundly unfun. Uh, I'm, looking <laughs> your, I'm looking your way, uh, Batman Arkham Knight. Oh, okay. Yeah, I haven't um, played this. Was that, so I, was that I a finally, monster seg that just happened? It was a monster seg. M-m-m-monster seg. Because I think that's my reflections upon finishing this game is uh, there there is a core game in there that's that's really solid. Um, but they fell into this like open world problem where they decided they had to have a ton of stuff to do. Um, and so much of that stuff is just profoundly unfun. Like anything to do with the Batmobile is just is just a slog, um, and I just it, it, like for somebody like me or or Dan uh, who really I mean you too Fred because of how how much you work at this point when you really have to be proactive and manage your your leisure yep. time because like we all we all have a certain amount of units in the day right you're like right. Mm-hmm. well I need to be at work I need to spend time with my kid I need to eat something. I need yeah. to sleep for some amount of time. What yeah. do I do with that remaining thing? Batman is not the game for you because it is just really disrespectful of of your time. Um, and so, that's like, a really good way to put it. Yeah, I, I, I don't like if I don't know. It, it's just not as it's not as enjoyable as the first uh, the first Batman game. I feel like um, Arkham Asylum was such a focused. Yeah. Thing, uh, even though it was you know it was open, it was a smaller world. There was a lot of side stuff to do. Well, some side stuff to do. There was enough. There was enough yeah. side stuff to do. Yeah, it was just it was efficient with your time and and it like when you when something like this happens when there's like a million different missions to do for a million different side stories, um, it loses that focus. So like even if the core game and story are okay, like all of that shit that they layer on top detracts from that original good thing so it's yeah. not like oh well there's still that nine in there it's like well no it, other this other stuff takes away from it so yeah i mean i, I was gonna i was gonna app- get it but it's I, always I, been my apprehension I can't about recommend those batman it to games <laughs> like i always worried that they would get too i mean that's exactly why i don't get into grand theft auto most of the time like there's just too much like oh well now i gotta go do this side quest and like oh tank jumping you know like I don't yeah. Know. yeah, I think if uh, if you Arkham Asylum is a really great game that I think everybody should play. Um, I think the follow ups are kind of skippable. Um, it, it's, I, it's did, a, I did like the second one, although towards I, the I, end I was I, I was it, totally done with it. 
Right, but it's not it's yeah. not as seminal as the first one, right? Like yeah, uh, the no, first one is a, is a game changer. Yeah, um, that that combat system was was so unique at the time and just never stopped being fun. Yeah, and then they just wrapped so much crap around it. In the second one, even there was like all those Riddler puzzles were too much, and now like this time, that's all I keep hearing people talk about is. You know, there's a thousand Riddler puddles around, and it's just, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't want to walk three steps and see a collectible or something yeah. I have to do. Sometimes you just want to, I don't know. Yep. So, yeah, that's uh, thoughts on Batman. Uh, actually going to gonna sell that one back, which is a real real rare thing for me. I just cannot see putting that disc back into the, the machine. Hmm. Um, not a, It's like, eh, I can live without this one. So, you know what you should do is uh, you should sell it back, and then with that money, you can buy a game such as the Gears re-release. Oh, oh, uh, oh. Fred, <laughs> um, <laughs> let me put my money hat on, because as you may be aware, I don't pay for uh, Microsoft first-party games. Oh, that's true. <laughs> uh, so I get, well, la-dee-da. Oh, I so, didn't realize. <laughs> so, uh, so I got the Gears re-release. Uh, I played through... The first act, uh, co-op with my friend, uh, we couch co-opt it. Um, it. It's like not the full anniversary treatment that that you know, like what they did with Halo Two uh, in the Master Chief Collection. Right. It's just uh, it looks like a they cleaned up the PC version. I think is 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 what happened. Um, so it looks it looks okay, but it doesn't look like. It looks like, I mean, it looks like a PC running a, an older game, like you know, with the res, resolution jacked up. It doesn't look like uh, the the full remaster thing. Um, I think the multiplayer looks a little bit fancier. Um, in the multiplayer, they jacked up to sixty frames a second. Uh, but going into the multiplayer is full of people who have been playing Gears of War for 10 years and probably yeah. playing it nonstop. Yeah, so people who have not stopped playing that, like, the, the disc never came out. Yeah, so they just roll behind you and shotgun you, and it's it's not super fun. Uh, <laughs> but the campaign, um, I don't want to continue it solo. I just want to finish it with my friend. Um, so I think that's... So I'm gonna do. It's gonna be hard to find time, and I might actually have to buy him a copy, so so we can finish it. Uh, you know, not not local because again, finding time. Uh, yeah. But but I mean that's still like much like the first Batman game. Um, the first Gears of War game is is such a freaking game changer. Wow, how many more times can I say game? That active reload, man. That was uh, active reload and. Uh, you know, everybody ripping off the cover system, even though, yeah. I mean, like, the, their cover system was in, itself inspired by, uh, uh, I forget the other game, uh, some, dub, something Switch, Double Switch, I, I forget. No, Double Switch is, like, a Sega CD game starring Debbie Harry and Corey Feldman, I think. Um, Haim. The, even the, the roadie was run it Corey got Haim? stolen. I think so. Jesus. Yeah. Pretty uh, sure. I'm pretty sure. And we're both we're both the worst, collectively the worst. <laughs> I'm almost positive. So yeah, like gears, uh for free, this is a great deal. I do not know that I would I would run out and buy it for forty bucks though. Um you you could you conceivably see this game uh you know dropping in price quick pretty quick and ending up and probably and maybe even ending ending up as a free games with gold at some point. Um if you have been hankering to replay Gears, this is the way to do it, though, because if you load up Gears 1 just through back, uh, the backwards compatibility in uh, Xbox One, it's going to look like a blurry, shitty mess. Um, 
the, like playing the, this re-release is like, oh, this is kind of how I remember it, right? Like because yeah. it was so revelatory at the time. It was the first real big graphics powerhouse on uh, the 360. First Gears is is actually why I bought my 360. That was the game that did it for me. Like just yeah. seeing that and going like, yep, that's that's what I want to play right now. Mm-hmm. It's remember- great, and I mean, I love that series. I love the story. Uh, of the the main trilogy, even though it's I mean it's a little bit of a convoluted mess that doesn't like wrap up, but it's it's a fun ride. It's not over, yeah, John. There's still more to to be discovered on Sarah. Dude, <laughs> why is the Locust Queen a person? Like, why is she a human person? Well, they're always a human person. She was a person in Starcraft too. Jesus, they're always. She really is sort of just Kerrigan, isn't she? <laughs> I'm Wait, just saying, like it's Nancy. <laughs> it's always a human. You know, that game, uh, maybe you know this, John. Do you remember the first Gears when it came out? There was a PC release for it, and it had more content. This, so this ha- this is that version. It has So it has, like, the, the extra Brumac fight and all that? Yeah. Oh, that's, a, that's such a cool fight. Like, cinematically, it's such a cool fight. Well, yeah, I don't I know mean, how it aged, but it was cool well, at the time. Well, I mean, like, it, it, that's the other thing. I mean, this game, sh- it, it in a lot of ways, changed how games... Um, were quote shot right like it looks like the the angles they use in cut scenes that roadie run um that stuff is was all i mean it was it was was huge so that stuff was great yeah yeah um so i'm I'm, you know i'm having fun fun with this and i'm definitely gonna finish a a, a playthrough of the campaign um but yeah i don't know probably wouldn't run out and buy it if i didn't get it for free I'm not buying it. Next thing. <laughs> Next. One. Next. John, what the hell is Metal Gear question mark? Uh, well, I think I put the question mark because I wasn't like sure that we should talk about more Metal Gear. Oh, you know what? Let's not, though, because I do not care about these games. Cool. I'm playing Metal Gear 4 for some reason. That was the last one I played. God bless you, it's, John. It's, uh, I like it so far. I don't know why I'm playing it. Uh, I'm just mostly like going by my my normal stealth game policy of uh, all right. I'll be sneaky uh, until somebody sees me, and then I'm going to kill everybody. Um, <laughs> just like going crazy. They seem to like not really punish that in this this version because they give you a lot of bullets. Like I don't remember having a lot of bullets in previous Metal Gear games. Um, so yeah, moving on. Fred, tell us about something. So um, Hearthstone. Which we talked about last time, but the the we new talk set, about it all the times. I talk about it a lot because I play it like you know Dan plays Rocket League. Apparently, uh, the new set just came out. I'm actually gonna I did I did an un, un, unboxing video or whatever you would call it. I bought 50 packs way back when, and uh, I opened them all on stream, and I'm gonna post that like later this week. But um, how how much is uh... How much do fifty packs? So cost? they had a they had a deal. If you pre ordered fifty packs, it was fifty dollars, and you got like a card back. Normally they're two dollars a pack. But uh, okay, so yeah, you were like, you'd be losing money if you didn't spend. Money. Yeah, I mean, it'd be crazy. So yeah. uh, I, I had a I had average <laughs> pulls, but uh, the I'm, new set. I'm surprised a, you're not doing a bit about Crazy Eddie's Hearthstone deals. <laughs> well, now that you've said it, um, no, but the. The new set's good. Um, it helps flesh out, like, a lot of the things in the game that, like, kind of were half complete. Like, there's a lot of decks that, like, sort of happened, but not really. Like, they were just missing a piece here or there to, to work. So the 
the game, like the um, the diversity of, of decks in the game is like really, really wide right now. You know, I like whenever a set comes out, there's like always a month or two of people just trying to figure shit out. Um, you know, because it's not readily apparent sometimes what cards are really going to pull ahead as, as, as the good ones. And they've added uh, a lot of different game modes and a lot of new rewards in the game. So, like, whereas I was feeling a little burnt out with the game a couple weeks ago, like, you know, there hadn't been a new infusion of cards in a while. And, you know, it's just like, what am I going to do, grind to, to get a couple of gold to buy cards I don't need? Um, now, like, there's enough, like, oh, if I get here, I get a tier reward, and then there's this mode, which is, like, a goofy battle mode, and, you know, all these different ways to play. The, the game's really good. Um, I'm really glad I jumped into this, and it's, it's actually now becoming a, com a competitive esport. Like, it actually has been for a while, but, like, they have cash tournaments for these things. There's, a, there's leagues. There's people in gaming houses, which is a new concept to me. Um, do you know that people buy houses? as a whole gaming gaming houses as a new concept to you? Like I, like that always felt like more like a theoretical thing than a feasible Wait, like, thing. E like evil geniuses are they like one of those? Like no, like or, a like a like a group rents out a house and then they train for StarCraft and then they oh, go. Oh yeah, play I mean I've I've seen yeah. that. I feel like I've seen documentaries about that shit, but like mostly in Korea or Japan. Yeah, I never. Yeah, I think it's oh, mostly wait, no. Korean. And we all we watched. Everybody watched free to play, right? Yeah, that, yeah. Th that happens in that. Yeah, but I never really thought that was like a common thing. I thought that was like a novelty, and now I'm realizing like a lot of there's there's cash leagues out there, like there's there's people who are professional esports like Hearthstone guys. Like it's getting to the point where not only can you just you know you just, like there were guys who were like esports guys, now they're guys who are like I play this one game for cash. This is like yeah. me playing poker or whatever. Well, you know, I mean it's not a huge jump, right? It's just it's magic. Just with uh, yeah. you know the Blizzard license and stuff, and, and Magic is legitimate. I mean, you can say sport, but you know it's it's just as legitimate money wise as something like poker is. Shit, I bet you it's more popular these days than poker was when they were showing that crap on ESPN for a couple of years there. Oh yeah. So it doesn't it doesn't really surprise me that Hearthstone is is legitimately making people money as a as a competitive thing now. It the the scary part about that though is that it puts it into my head that like you know maybe one day i'll get good in a uh, nope nope nah, crush that you're dream <laughs> but That's you're what like i thought about magic 20 years ago <laughs> but you yeah. are good at magic you win all the time many things but that but when there's people gonna... that play it professionally you know when you say you're good at magic that doesn't really yeah mean no you're like you it's not even a matter of being good it's a matter of being able to say like i'm going to devote my time and yeah. life to this thing like, you like I'm pretty good at good. poker because I understand most of the calls I should make, but that doesn't mean I'm good at poker. Right. You are also not going to the events because you have a life yeah. outside of it, right? I'm like... competent on poker. I'm competent <laughs> in magic. Uh, yeah, I played Hearthstone it... for a while. Uh, I can tell you I got, I felt like I got froze out of it because I just simply could not keep up with the idea of rebuilding every deck that I had when new stuff came out. And now that I've missed one round of that, I feel like the game is completely inaccessible to me. Well, they're they're definitely taking uh, they're they're taking measures to make it so that new people can jump in. There's always going to be a higher bar of entry for someone who's missed time, but like there's so many ways now to for a new player to earn cards and to earn resources to get cards. Um, and since the game is a little bit more fleshed out, like you can and you can sort of just get the cards you want if you know what you're doing. Uh, you, 
you can have a good idea of like, well, I'll just get these things and I'll have a competitive deck. I won't have my full collection, but at least I'll have a competitive deck to earn things with, as opposed to like when I when everyone was just starting out and you were just sort of flailing, going like, well, I got all these cards. I better go test them. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's not something I I do miss it a bit, but I'm not. I'm not looking for a way back in. I'm okay being, again, it's one of those things of just being judicious with my time. It's like, I'm okay moving on from that game and playing other things. Like I don't get to play nearly as much as I used to. So I, you know, I just like, it's okay. It's fine. But that definitely was a feeling like I was excited for the first expansion when that came out and I bought the second one, the next Ramus one. And then I just like, I never finished all of the missions in that right around the time my kid was born. And then when the next one came out, I thought, like, I don't want to go back and try to play catch-up just to get back to where I was right. with everybody else in the game. It's just, like, it's just, you know, it's just me. I mean, it's, you know, I don't, don't think it's a detriment to, to the game necessarily. This. It's okay but... that you don't play this game. <laughs> like, That's true. I allow it. I'm just, know? no, I, I, want, I want to make League. it clear. I'd like to say it's just not the fault of the game is all I'm saying. Like, I'm not holding it against the game. It's just what happened. No, no, it's, it's, it's I, the nature I play of Destiny. Like, I just play Destiny. You know, like I have so many oh, friends geez. who are playing. Yeah, jeez. Uh, I have so many friends who are playing League of Legends who can't even understand why I wouldn't jump in because it's like you know everyone's there, and I'm just like I can't, I can't. Yeah. Jump in third reel to that movie. Yeah, wait, that's true. Wait, a... yeah. That's a real old timey expression. I just did. Like that was back when film was on reels, John. Yeah, I know. Um, I good one, good deep pull, bro. <laughs> Here, I'll update it for you a little bit. He can't really come in when you're on the second side of the laser disc. Yeah. <laughs> you know how heavy that disc is? you got to flip the whole thing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a mess. It's 480p, bro. 480p. So, so, Dan, you mentioned Destiny a minute ago. Let yeah. Me, let me ask you what, are you, what are you doing in that game? Like, I never, I never jumped on, and I, it seems like content sort of is far and few between in that title like are you guys just rerunning the same raids over and over again well yeah so i don't know i think if you didn't like i have a pretty solid mmo background i played months and months and months of of world of warcraft so i'm used to some of the conceits that are built into this to you know give you longevity in a game uh, running daily missions, running daily bounties, daily quests, that kind of stuff. Raiding once a week, you know that that all that all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, grinding for uh, pieces of an armor set that you build up over the course of you know a couple of months or or whatever. Um, the game has a lot of those trappings. When it launched, it was mostly a mess storyline wise. You could tell shit was cut out of it all over the place. But the bungee running gun shooting is fucking solid. Nobody, I'm like nobody does that better to me. You know, the, the run-and-gun Halo-style action is there. It's really well done. And, you know, I had friends that played, uh, and, you know, name-drop them again, but, you know, my friend Scott and Jay, who I had not played a game with in quite a while, and this was, you know, I, this was a good excuse to, to talk to them again, too. So I think in the beginning, the game provided, like, a good net for us all to, like, hang out again online and just chat while we were playing the game. Um, then over the course of a couple months after everybody had had their shit fits online and wrote it off and laughed at everybody, like they did start fixing some of the problems that were there with it. Um, the first two content expansions were a bit light and most of the same, but we all knew that was going to happen because they, those content expansions were in production with the original game. Um, 
I have much higher hopes for the expansion coming out in a couple of weeks because that was worked on after the release of the game proper. So, like, I think they had a lot of time to take a lot of those criticisms to heart, which were legitimate criticisms for a lot of it. But, you know, when that game is uh, working well, it's a ton of fun. The the, the Vault of Glass raid, which is the raid in the uh, the base thing, is is one of the coolest things I've ever done. It's it's a It's a legitimate World of Warcraft, you know, huge dungeon raid, but done in a first-person shooter. It's like... You so, needed a, a ton of communication between members. Everybody had their job for these bosses. Like, you know, it, it was it. It still remains a, a a ton of fun. Like, it required a lot of good teamwork. And I love my favorite thing about World of Warcraft. I've always said was doing the raids when something would go wrong and everybody scrambled and you managed to piece it back together again. Like you you were you know you were you were hit with like this side blast that nobody saw coming. And everybody got thrown off of their very predetermined paths of what they were supposed to do. And then everybody recovers. So, like, you know, you're going into the final fight against the Vault of Glass boss. And all six of you have six specific jobs on what you have to do. But then somebody dies. So now everybody needs to, like, split that one guy's duties. And you all have to do that while it's on the fly. And it's incredibly gratifying when you manage to to pull that stuff together. So can you just give me, like, the quickest, simplest example of, like, what those splits in in duties are because i never got far enough far far enough in in destiny to see anything more complicated than let's all shoot at this guy yeah Um, no they they rely on the bullet sponge thing far too much i will say that straight up front like i'm not i mean i'm not gonna like apologize for the game the game definitely has its problems and we complain about it while we're playing the, the things that we don't like too um but just so in the final fight for vault of glass let's say um, you have six people. Uh, there's two portals um, that you start out in the room. One, one sends you to the past. One sends you to the future. Um, you kill some ads. They come out. And then Atheon, who's the big bad guy, uh, picks three guys at random and throws them into one of the portals. So whoever disappears into the portals has to call out real quick where they are, the past or the present. The people that are still in the room fighting the boss and all these other ads that come out, one of those has to get over to the portal that you called out. I'm in the past. Okay, I got to go to the left. I'm in the future. I got to go to the right. You got to activate a gate on your side while they're fighting inside that portal to activate the gate on their side while they also have to pick up this relic, which is like a huge shield that lets you kill, or lets you lets you damage the boss at full damage instead of like the reduced damage that you usually do. So two guys are fighting to get the portal open. One guy's grabbing the shield while I'm on the outside still fighting the main boss a bunch of other enemies while we're opening the gate and keeping it open. Then the guys come through. We all join up together. The guy hits the relic, like a big orb comes out from everybody. We're able to like wail on the boss for 10 seconds. Then the relic disappears and we all have to start the process over again. And then like different things happen when he hits uh 60% and 40% and 10%. So that, that sounds actually, I like, up. I agree. It's great. That sounds uh, honestly, really it's, interesting. It's, it's really great. Uh, it's a lot of fun because you know, you, you don't really know what's going to happen. And then if one person dies, everybody has to figure out how to deal with that. Like if you drop the, if you pick up the relic and then drop it, the whole party wipes. If somebody else doesn't pick up the relic in like 10 seconds. So, so the thing is like the thing that just drives me crazy about that game is like, that sounds really fun. I know, but like I didn't experience anything like that. The only thing that I, I did that was really fun was, uh, that, that weird sword sequence. Like, 
Do you remember yeah. when you pick up that sword and just go ape shit and it's like yeah. nothing else in the game? Like, yes. That was the only really fun 15 minutes that I spent with that game. That is the downside of hiding that raid, which really is by far, it doesn't even look like anything else in the rest of the game. It was clearly worked on by a different team. They spent so much time and love crafting this thing and then it was like hidden behind the end game thing, which I think in old school MMO style, is that what you did? That's what you did. The, the coolest, hardest shit was locked away at the very top for to give you something to go for. But then you have to you have to rectify that only 3% or 4% of your audience is ever going to see it. You know, and I think that's the problem with Destiny is they have a very limited budget. I know the game costs $500 million to make and everybody bought it for 60 bucks, But, you know, Warcraft has subscription money rolling in every month. Destiny yeah. hasn't had shit. So, like, I guarantee you for the past couple months they've had, like, you know, three guys keeping the lights on. Yeah, I don't. I don't get. I I don't get their monetization model. Like, I just. I don't get that they don't. I don't think anybody believes that uh, pay by month on a console is going to work. Well, so it's not even that. Like, I I was just really surprised that there wasn't um, microtransactions. Like, um, yeah, something, some something like that. I I do agree. I mean, like, it I'm seems weird and expensive to support. Uh, the way they're the way they're doing yeah, it it is and then you can't really react to problems or you can't really add new content uh consistently the way other games do where you are doing microtransactions or you are doing a multi-subscription like yeah there's a dearth of content because they're not making any money when they make it so they have to charge whenever it releases and everybody complains like oh the world of warcraft stuff they give out free shit all the time like no you pay nine dollars a month to get that stuff like that's just part of the the way the game works i'm hoping with taken king that they'll open up that raid. I think they, they've dropped hints that they're going to use that raid for other things. So I, I think they're going to make it more accessible to people. Um, I know you can uh, you can boost a character directly to the level that you'd need to be to even be able to run that raid so you wouldn't have to grind through the whole game to get there. But, I mean, I don't know. I It's a good excuse to talk to my friends, which is probably the main reason I started playing it. But I played Warcraft for a long time, and I really loved it. And I like... I don't mind doing that grind stuff. I can sit down for two hours at night after my kid goes to bed and sort of know what I'm getting into. And that's okay. I know like, oh, I'll run the, I'll run the daily bounties. It'll take about an hour. And then maybe I'll do a strike or a dungeon run or something like that. And that'll take another hour and then I'll be done. So your uh, last question on destiny. Are you looking sure. forward to uh Nolan North? <laughs> you know, it's weird. Like, so you, if you play a little bit, you know, like I I feel bad for Peter Dinklage. I mean, I shouldn't feel bad for him. The dude's, you know, the dude's having an okay life. He's but all right. The uh, the person who should have taken the fall for that is the is the recording director. Yeah, whoever like, directed his whoever whoever directed him, it was it, that was the total failure. Like his yeah, his voice. He should have just said, "Hey, sound less bored." Yeah, like sound like you want to be here, or like, okay, you know, Peter, that was a good one. Let's try it again, sounding like you give a shit. So you know that I, you stuff know, you do care. on that no. TV show you're on. Do that. Yeah, not the pixel. I don't need the pixels, Dinklage. I need Thrones, Dinklage. Here, you need to step it up. Give I me, mean, give me, find me guilty, Dinklage. Nice. Uh, I don't uh, know. Like North is like the mo- is like the safest bet you can take, right? I mean, like, but, is there a safer choice? Sure, Troy Baker. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I guess you're right. And that's a good point. I like. Listen, like. I don't think I'm obsessed with Nolan North, but I just I can't think of a bad performance he's given, right? So he he's in a he had a bit part in a show that my wife watches. Uh he was like the dad in like this show called Pretty Little Liars. And like she's watching it one night and I'm like making dinner. You say that as if John doesn't watch the show regularly. I hear I, I hear don't him watch ta- it, but it sounds 
I okay. hear him talking, and I like, I was like, "What the hell are you watching?" Because all I could hear was Nathan Drake coming out of my like living room while my wife's watching this teen drama. Um, I'm glad they're doing something. I knew Dinklage said he wasn't going to come back and do anything else, and they weren't going to pay him. And in the two expansions, when your ghost pops up and he talks to you, like he, it's very noticeably silent now. Like they have other characters talking, but it's very clear that like, like he's, yeah, he's, I like, just your, feel like your it's machine another is thing. not talking. It's another thing that they didn't think out. Yeah, uh, think and I don't through. understand. I, and like, so we've always said, like, so the ghost is your little robot thing that talks, and it's Peter Dinklage, just in case mm-hmm. you don't know. So I don't understand why when Taken King comes out, the new game comes out, just in the first mission, like, something happens, boom, your ghost gets destroyed. You go back to the tower, and they go, hey, here's your new ghost, and it has a different voice. Done. Why go back and re-record the entire first game narration with this new guy? Like, I, I just solved see... the story thing in 10 seconds. Like, it's not difficult. I would be interested to see what they what they do do. Um, it's just take it. They're just if you play the game when the new one comes out. If you play the original game, Nolan North replaces yeah. Peter Dinklage. No, but I'd be, I'd be interested to see if there's a kayfabe reason for that. If there's a reason uh, for it, but yeah. all that money they spent on Nolan North recording the first game, they could have used that on anything else in game. I could have got another gun out of it. I could have got anything, but except I got fucking Nolan North talking do you over the hear, first game. You, you want to hear what my theory is on this? You want to sure. hear my theory? Um, somewhere in the the deal, like, like back when they were the Halo guys, uh, I'm guessing, uh, you know, Uncle Microsoft was the, the ones uh, kind of like <laughs> making sure that yeah. they weren't spending more than their allowance and keeping things on track would be my guess, right? Yeah, that's probably um, right. And then this new this new contract with Activision is I mean frankly they're the they're the hot chick, right? Like anybody would have uh been clamoring to get uh, to get them. So maybe things are a little they can get away with a little bit more craziness. I mean they got away with shipping that fucking game that felt incomplete. Yo, um, it was absolutely a mess. I mean, it needed another year of development, not even like another couple months of polish. Like it needed a year. Yeah. You know, like the the I mean, like I said, I love the game. I think I have 360 or 380 hours into it or something like that. Holy but shit. it's, you know, like I said, it's a when when I started playing it came out in September. So my kid was born in June. The game came out in September. That was probably the first game that I really started playing again where I felt like, okay, I'm not going to die. He's not going to die. I think I have, I'm starting to feel like I got my feet under me. I'll pick up destiny. And then for a couple hours a night, I could just kind of check out and play. Mm-hmm. And it, and it worked. It really did. So I didn't play anything else for like months. That's the only thing I played, which was completely different than my video gaming life before he was born. So it just added up over the course of months. I mean, I started playing this game in September and I play it, you know, probably four times a week. Um, so yeah, I've been thinking about getting. Uh, I've been thinking about this. It's among the eighty thousand things I think about. Right? Is uh, is getting the the Xbox One version uh, when the expansion comes out? Uh, my, I was going to say, if you get the PlayStation version, I'd be more than happy to play. With I mean, you I, and take I, you through that cool content. I have the PlayStation version. I uh, my brother. Uh, my brother-in-law wants to wants to wants me to play with him. Um, okay. Well, I, I'm always happy. I still love the Vault of Glass raid. It's it's way easier now than it used to be, but it's still a shit ton of fun, and I would do it again with you in a heartbeat. Okay. Well, I will. I, I think I you have to be 28 know. to do it. Jesus, I don't know. Maybe after the expansion drops and they make leveling easier, I can get up if there. If you pre-order the if you pre-order the expansion, you can boost the character up to the top level. Yeah, I mean that's so every MMO does two things eventually, right? One is that they realize that there's a there's a level gap for new players. Mm-hmm. So they do that like 
you know you yep. get one free character boosted to the max level and then yeah. two is eventually they add pandas yeah <laughs> So I'm waiting for the Destiny Pandas. That's, what he, that's what he was working on that whole yeah. 10 minutes, folks. And it was, he was just the, waiting. He was the sitting there waiting. Payoff. I have a panda joke good. in here somewhere. Oh, my God. That was great, Fred. <laughs> that was really, really good. I'm, I'm um, glad you appreciated it. It was my, anyway, it was my I baby. Think, I think we have to skip uh, the last couple things on our list uh, and get into Game Club. Fred, you could talk about uh, Tales from the Borderland next time. Maybe I will have played it by then. Just kidding. Oh, you really have to. <laughs> uh, yeah, so let's... Um, you want to just hop right in, I guess? Sure. Um, why don't we explain what it, what Game Club is? Well, Game Club is a section of the show where uh, John and I, and whoever's at home listening along, uh, play a game together. We, uh, we, we go our separate ways. Sometimes we play together. Sometimes we play by ourselves. And we play that game, and we talk about it analytically, like it was a book in a book club. Except like a book, a book club. It's a game. It's like a game in a game club. So we should probably also answer, what is game? John, this question has no answer. And in the context of this game thing that we played, I don't know that I want to. Um, is, do you guys play through the entire game before you talk about it? So or we most try. Of, okay. most, most of the time, yeah. Yeah. Or is it like a real book club where you act like you read it, but nobody ever actually reads the book? I read the back the, of the game box. The nice. vast majority of time we finished, uh, sometimes uh, one of us doesn't do their homework or doesn't finish their homework. Um, but for the, I'd say like 90% of the time, we've, we've both completed the game. Yeah. Uh, okay. What we do is we try to do uh, one of a two, couple things. Right? We try to get Either... to the soul of the game like, so we can right. talk about what it's really trying to do. We either try to choose things that are like two to four hours um, or we split them up over the course of a couple months. That makes sense. Um, but we and now when we're busy and we're busier and I'm a parent and all, we don't tend to do the bigger right. games anymore. But this yeah. is That's also, why. So, except for this time. This is, which well, this we, is a game. No, no, this game is two hours long. Is it really? Yeah. yeah you can actually, I, I looked it up, you can demo. do a run through in five minutes. That can't be mm -hmm. right. Yeah. No, no totally. It's, there is it's, a it's way. A, they should not have charged $40 for this game when it originally came out. Um, it's, Metal Gear Solid 4 has a two-hour cutscene in the middle of it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so we played Metal Gear Solid V colon Ground Zeroes. So, John, did you beat the, the title? I beat my, my I beat the main first playthrough, the 7% playthrough. Okay. Uh, d did you finish it? No, I did not. Okay, so Dan, remember how I said we mostly do we mostly finish it? <laughs> yeah. We don't. We don't. Yeah. Okay, so I, how did you not finish this? This game is like two hours. So I'm gonna I'm gonna start with telling you my my story about my first hour of playing this, and then I think you'll understand why. I um so I have not played a Metal Gear game since Metal Gear Solid on PS1, and I never even beat that. Wow. Um, That's a good ass game. I do not. That's a long time ago. Really like Kojima's brand of bullshit. Uh, I love Kojima's brand of crazy. So with this game, I was like, "Well, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to play it. I should absorb some of the story so I understand what the <laughs> hell is going on." That was a bad. That was a bad idea from the get go. So the opening menu <laughs> has like a couple of options, and one of them is that you could like read the backstory, and then another uh -huh, is totally. there's cassettes where you can like listen to story pieces. Makes so sense. I said, I'm going to go sense. through all that first before I even hit start, right? 
very failed. Was that so? That was your first hour of the game. Great. I fell asleep. I was so fucking bored listening to the cassettes. Well, so I didn't listen to the cassettes. I read through the backstory. I still have no fucking clue. Yeah, I was gonna say it uh, doesn't. It help. was like listening to the, like them name fucking Mitt Romney's kids. Like everyone has some sort of. Like, if they don't have a fucking animal name I thought or you whatever. said it was only an hour. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if, if they don't have an animal name, like, you know, Snake or whatever, then they have some name that no one on Earth has. Like, oh, that's Klaz, you know? No, like, her, name is, her name is Paz or Paz, I think. Paz or pa- Pez. Her that's a real Pez. fucking name, bro. I just couldn't. I, 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 it was like, it, it's like. Game, it was a little bit like Game of Thrones in that it just turned into name soup after a while. Where it's I'm just a like, lot like Game of person? Thrones because it thinks it's dark and gritty. Well, this yeah. might be getting to my my final point, like but the last the thing I wanted to talk about last. But it's a lot like Game of Thrones uh, in that it replaces like good writing uh, with with just ah we're we're dark and serious. Let's have Shock the only value. female character get raped yeah. multiple times. Guys, uh, I have a I have a couple minutes left here at the end of the episode. What do you think? Like, just throw a rape in there, or do you think we could squeeze in two rapes? You can get two rapes in. One <laughs> is hidden content rape. So there's one very explicit rape that happens where the lady is raped with a bomb, uh, which explodes. And then there's a, there's a other one where if you listen to this particular cassette tape, oh, I'm sorry. There's there's really kind of. I guess there's two rapes. Three Did you people. lose count of the rapes? There's also uh, Kojima's but, rape of the English language in this game. But so, so the thing is that uh, so, and then you find out that an underage character is forced to uh, rape uh, the the only female character. So, so he is he is you know sexually assaulted and, and forced into uh, statutory rape while raping uh, somebody. Uh, there's a lot of rape, uh, and it's fucking disgusting. That they that they he uses that it, purely to push um, Big Boss's story forward. It's it's right. only motivation for the next game. Like it it is exactly like Sansa getting raped in uh, uh, the last season of Game of Thrones, and that it's it is not even for her fucking story. Um, it's uh, so yeah, it's not even like I spit on your grave or anything like that. It's not like the person getting raped going after their their assaulter for some sort of like cathartic revenge thing it's it's like hey these things happened and some other stuff happened and now you're going to do this stuff because of it like it really so, feels very hollow so we'll take a step a step back uh just what happens in the game it's 1975 you're playing as quote you know you're playing a snake who's really big boss um, from the original Metal Gear game on NES and MSX, uh, it, and you are infiltrating um, a sort of Guantanamo Bay esque base um, to retrieve uh, this operative, these two operatives, right? Um, and kind of like a little bit of story happens in there. Not a lot, honestly. It's it's a two hour, very short mission. Uh, so, so that stuff happens. Uh, it, the so like the thing I want to talk about the things I really like about this game, right? Uh, I think the the Kojima um, like presentation is fantastic. The 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 angles and the cutscenes and and that sort of thing, um, the the melodramatic overacting. I I don't know. Oh, I God. like that particular. I like that brand of of crazy. The Kiefer Sutherling. I'm a more of a Donald Sutherland man uh, myself. Uh, I also think it controls freaking awesome, especially when you, you compare it to the old games. 
that controlled like basically Resident Evil. Yeah. Uh, and and this this plays sort of like a like a standard third person shooter, but um you yeah, know, mechanically, this game is pretty uh, is, is really tight. Like it's it's yeah. very well refined. And I like all the systems that I have going. It's like a, a far cry in that regard. And that like you can go about approaching a problem many, many, many different ways. Um, and I, I love that stuff. Uh, the thing I obviously didn't like about it was the raping. <laughs> <laughs> I'm floored that the game's only two hours. I mean, outside of the. Like the content, which is it, which actually does sound abhorrent. Um, I'm shocked that the game is two hours long. That doesn't that doesn't even compute with me. So the game, everybody else was shocked when it was released as well. Yeah, the uh, game. The, I mean, when I say when we say it's short, like it feels like it should be DLC. It feels like a, a like what would have equated to one mission in the regular game. This is it just is, like that one is, it's long exactly mission. what it is. It is one mission in the So the, is this like an episodic thing where they're going to be releasing more or is this like the honestly like this is what you get for your $40? So this is what you got for $40 if you bought it on disc at launch. I think it was $30 digitally. Um it's been free on both uh PSN and and Xbox. Um and it, yeah, you I don't know, even it, think I downloaded it. That shows my level of interest of the game. <laughs> I I mean, I think it's worth playing. I think it looks freaking amazing. Uh, it really looks great. Um, there was a lot of pushback when it was released about the price, like the price for for gameplay. It, it then has like you can replay it, and there are side missions or something to to go back and do. But like we're talking about the core, the core game experience is is, is about two hours. Yeah, and um, you know it's like I think that to say that you shouldn't pay good money for this title, like. The, because we always talk about how, like, you know, length of a game is not necessarily a barometer of how, how valuable, like, you know, the dollar to time ratio is not Cer- that important. Certainly, yes. Yeah, cer- yeah, no, so I, I wholeheartedly believe that, like, Gone Home was worth the $20 right. launch price. Yeah, and then, absolutely, I absolutely and then, don't, can, can, you know, And then I bought a physical copy of Gone Home for $50 from right. England but because here, I, <laughs> that's my favorite game of all here's time. Here's the thing, like, I, I... That's a value. <laughs> I feel like at $20, this game at launch would have actually been a little bit more in line with what it should have been but i also don't think they could have produced this game if the expectation was they were going to be selling copies for twenty dollars it's actually a weird financial problem that they have because it's it's i i think there's just too much money that had to go into producing the whole thing is weird like i mean the story's never going to come out but like i would love to find out what the what the deal was with uh kojima's last five years at konami um because this this was supposed to phantom pain yes this is the This is the basically Prequel Metal Gear Solid time. Five Part One that sets up the Phantom Pain. This is which, the pre-credit sequence to the movie, right? right? Charged separately. It's a paid. It's a paid demo, right? Yeah. It, it really is. Um, they, you know, they could have done what? Uh, yeah, was it Dead Rising Two released a five dollar like two that hours? That was great. Thing. Right, and you and you carried over stuff to the main game when you played it. That was perfectly done. I felt so, like I played so that, that has mo- this too. You, there are certain unlocks based on on what you do in in this. Okay, um, that's neat. So Fred, um, oh, the one other thing I wanted to kind of mention was like I was going through it and I started to feel really a little shitty about just like just killing just tons of U.S. Marines, right? Um, just like really feeling bad about that, and I also. Yeah, I didn't even then, know like, they were U.S. Marines when I was playing this because all the fucking name soup shit. Like I had no idea that that. Yeah. I just knew they were t- soldier guys. 
But then after all the rape stuff, I didn't care. Um, the other thing was, like, we're probably the worst people to have played this because we do not have any knowledge of the whole crazy-ass Metal Gear universe. Which I think is which is actually good. It's, I'm so it's, glad I, it's ironic this. because our friend Rich is a Metal Gear aficionado. Is he really? Yeah. I don't know if he's played the most recent games because, you know, two kids will do that to you. That was a but huge mistake on his part. He was, two kids? Uh, Jesus. <laughs> I know. Hey, man, that's why we're stopping at one. One and done. Um, but he's a very... Secret uh, vasectomy. Yeah, he's a, he's <laughs> a very huge uh, fan of the Metal Gear. They had that codex for the PS3 that was actually really well put together. It was like a free download for... I think it was a free download that was like a really interactive thing on all of the Metal Gear stuff um, that I remember having, but they really should have ported that to the PS4. <laughs> you know, well. I think I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to play 4. Right, and two and three are going to be hard to go back to because they I control like I, shit. Yeah, so I'm just going to try to figure out if I can piece together this stuff because I got to be honest with you, and this is going to sound crazy. I want to play the Phantom Pain. Really? Yeah, I don't know. It looks good. It's getting as like a as a time budget. That's an interesting choice. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. It's getting tens everywhere, which it I is. fully do not believe, but it's getting tens everywhere. Yeah, I think yeah. I'm gonna just scale back sleeping sometime soon. They gave a they gave high ratings to Grand Theft Auto, so you know. Yeah. Yo, GTA is good. I like that. I like that yeah. stuff a lot. I don't know. So this this game, like, I mean, at the price of free, it's hard to argue that you should at least try it and see if you like it. Mechanically, well, I think it's time. great. I think I think the even the you know the the like you mentioned the voice acting and all that really spot on. Um, devoid of story. This could actually, I think, just be a cool, like, you know, stealth military game. Like, I wish there was almost other objectives that were, like, not, you know, like, time yeah. trial stuff or something there, like that. There, there, there is. Like, that's all opens up after you've played through the, the first thing. And I also, one thing I think about this game is the whole, like, you know, what is it, tactical espionage action or whatever, the, the tagline for the Metal Gear Solid series. Um I mean, it's a very spy-ish kind of thing. Like, you're going in to, like, extract a person and or get information. I, I just think that's a... I mean, it's a, it's a spy game, and, and that's pretty cool. And it's built on a decent tactical uh, set of systems. I remember loving 4, and the end burned me so bad that I just never played. I never... I immediately lost interest in any game that ever was released for it ever again. Spoiler warnings. Don't tell me any spoilers. Have you actually not played 4? I'm playing through it now. Oh, you never played it before? Okay. Well, no, I won't spoil it then for sure, but the ending of that game burned me to the point where I just wrote off, and I've stuck to it um, all of the games since. Yeah, well, John may already know what the ending of that game is, having played I felt taken for a this ride game. No, well, These are all out of order, bro. Uh, like, maybe, but like, yeah, like I was going to say, like, it's like a specific one takes, instance. Yeah, one takes place in the ni- 90s. This one takes place in 1975. Three takes place in the '60s. Two takes place in like the early 2000s. Yeah. Five takes place, or sorry, four takes place in the near future, uh, and five takes place in the '80s. Fuck this! What am I? He's doing? Not, he's, you're not wrong. You're not what wrong. Am I, when what you am I, what am when I doing? you finish four, I'd like to. I'd like to hear your thoughts on the end. You will. You will. I, right. That game looks like it. You know, it's 2008, and it's hard to go back. But like, man, that game looks pretty good from a game. You know that's oh that game was fantastically fun. I was really upset at the end. I was like, you know what, fuck it. They just ruined the whole thing for me, mm. the whole thing. 
Cool. Well, now wait. I need to know John's reaction when it happens. <laughs> Can't wait. Probably won't be as visceral as mine was. I tend to have strong, strong reactions. Well, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, yeah, I do as well. And I, I can stick to it well. when I say "fuck this series forever." I've, I've, I've carried that out. <laughs> I don't know. I might be like that with the Batman stuff, or mm. uh, I'm worried about Rocksteady's next thing. But anyway, yeah. So. That was Game Club, Fred. What are we playing for two weeks from now? So we had a, we had a discussion about this, and I think we landed on, uh, you know, th- there's probably some other more topical things to play, but uh, the Last of Us DLC Left Behind is something that, like, I, if we don't play it soon, I'm just going to play it on my own. Cause that yeah, game and is, I've, I've really been wanting to play it. It's fresh on so. my mind. I need to do it. So that is what we are going to go through. Um, that is one I will get through, unlike Metal Gear, because I really want to play it. Um, mm-hmm. And I want to know more of this universe that this game created that I now have to finish. I am, I, I am looking forward to it immensely. Yeah. I'd like um, to play Last of Us again. I think I want to go back to that at some point. Did you play, uh, have you played the remaster or just the PS3? No, I just played the PS3 one. Same. So this um, will be my first time diving yeah, into the... Yeah, I've, I've, I've been, actually been thinking, and it's a very weird thing, I was like, I kind of want to play through that game again as a father, because I bet you it has a much different, it, it'll hit different places now than it hit before. It's, I can it's see that. as cliched as that is to say. You're going to get yeah, through man. that I, first scene and put the controller down and be like, I can't anymore. Yeah, like, look, I, I read The Road 20 years ago, and then I read The Road again in the past year. They were very different experiences having had a kid. <laughs> so did you uh, did you play the DLC on PS3? No, I never did. So maybe just grab that grab that uh, remastered version on PS4. Uh, you could, I think you usually find codes for that for, like, less than 20 bucks and, and get started with the DLC. Can you just run the? Can they, they? I'm sure they let you just jump straight to the DLC, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah they, they totally do. All right, yeah, maybe I will. I'll see. Cool, cool. So, I mean, Destiny comes out in two weeks, though, so I don't really know. <laughs> get, get on it now, <laughs> dude. Take, take two hours to play the. Put the car uh, soccer away and play the game. You, uh, you know what? You honestly should game club Rocket League. We we've been meaning to do something um, again on d- PS4. Online. You could jump in on my team at any point. Except that he'd be yelling at us, "You fucking morons!" No, yeah, I always have I to won't. play. I have to play the beginner arena first before I do. I don't any team yell. Stuff. I just silently judge. Yeah, it's totally si- different. Silently. My parenting style. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> no, I'm really sarcastic. I'm like, "Oh, that's a really good job you did shitting yeah, you all over the place." Great Booker. job with the mega blocks. Come talk Love to me when you're that. on Lego. Love that. <laughs> Nice oh, picture. Man, what I, is that? A fire truck? I really <laughs> wanted to clean up food all over the floor. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. So, uh, you know, John, I want to talk a little bit before we we sign off here. Um, I sent you a goodie bag. Did you get it? I did. I gave that to you so you could have some stuff at this convention you're going to. What convention can is I that, John? You, can I tell you how like not excited I am for packs? Why? It just seems really daunting at this point. Like I'm like, oh god. Is it getting we're to Comic Con levels? We're having the same conversation right now. I don't know if we're doing East. Everybody seems to be cool on wanting to. The general reaction last time was like, I felt really old this time. I don't know. I might need a. Con- a I don't know. I love East because I like seeing everybody. Uh, but this is, yeah. I'm going to Pax, Pax Prime. I'll, I'm sure I'll have a really good time there. I think I'm only going to go to two days. Um, you need to just yeah. like 
pace yourself. You need to go, I'm going to this, I'm going to this, and I'm going to walk the floor in this time, and nothing's going to deviate me from that plan. And then, and then that I'm going to walk you're... home because that's a great thing about PAX Prime being in Seattle. But yeah, if you do see me, um, even though you probably don't know what I look like, uh, I'll probably be handling, handing out a little swag. Um, Fred did not assemble everything, so I don't know what like, the fuck I'm going to do with that. I guess I got to go buy some paper clips or some shit. Your guys' um, swag budget is daunting. It's Fred's, Fred, Fred it's Fred's cares. board recreation time budget. Fred cares about our 35 listeners. That stuff um, is not expensive to print, all right? Yeah. I feel, like those, I feel like those pins from East must have been. They were pretty reasonable. <laughs> yeah. He makes a lot of money, Dan. I just want to point okay. this out. He, I do he, notice the Mondo poster in the background, unless you bought that at Drop. I'm sure you're pretty, pretty penny for that, too. I bought that at Drop. That was at Comic-Con. Oh, good for you. Yeah. Congrats. Um, cool guy. Anyway, so yeah, if if uh, and if you don't run into John at PAX Prime, as many of you may not, um, if you'd like some swag, you can email the show at letters at fantasticneighborhood.com, and we will hook you up with a goodie bag. Yeah, uh, before we break, I also wanted to mention that um, I've made some recent appearances on, on other podcasts. You have. So I was on a Rational Passions episode uh, 241. Um, Lucky so 241. If you have if you have three hours, uh, go listen to that. If you have four hours, go listen to the version that comes with bonus content. Uh, it it's that, pod, it's that podcast is three hours too long. Let me tell you, it's it it was uh, four hours. <laughs> um, it was it was a lot of fun. My legs fell asleep um, sitting in this chair. Where did you uh, find four hours? I got oh, this. so my my wife is out of town, so I'm okay. Just kind of hanging out, kid along with. Yep. Oh, look at you. So I'm just oh, bachelor life. I'm going to fly so out there that. now. I have that date on myself. I have no idea what to even do. Like, what did I do before? I don't even, I don't even know. You're probably going to play Destiny. Probably. Um, Rocket so, League. So, the other thing, I was uh, the week before, I was on uh, H-Bomb and Friends. Me and Alex O'Neill, young Alex O'Neill, were both on that show. Uh, and shockingly enough, it went completely off the rails. Uh, <laughs> no. No. <laughs> But I would say go listen to both those shows if you like me at all. They were they were uh, they were totally fun experiences, and I think uh, had some good conversations. So I'm excited to listen to those things on my my commute, on all my commutes because it's seven hours of content. So the the bonus content for Rational Passions is only on the YouTube link. Um, so I would just do that work, dude. I could uh, I could fly to see you in Seattle and listen and to that podcast listening. on the flight and not. <laughs> fucking get to seattle <laughs> like, no it's the flight's five hours right. anyway so th- thanks for listening if you'd like to uh call us on the hotline it's 720 hoodie six if you'd like to find us on twitter it's at fantastic hood you can find john at hey john anderson you can find me at proto addict dan are you on twitter he's of at perpetual he's at perpetual geek he oh, used to you, be at- you kept the good one <laughs> yeah the- he used well, to be uh dan, i worked to dan build dan the Zooks, number so but- i decided to keep it yeah, he used to be at Dan Zooks. Yeah. Dan listen, man, once that kid starts walking around Zooks, going so. to school and stuff, you're just going to be clamoring to podcast. That's when you come to Maybe. us. Maybe. Might be dad casting. I feel like a dad cast is in order. Bro, we should do a dad cast. I'm in. Yeah. I'm also launching a new podcast with Alex O'Neill soon, but wait for any announcement. Jeez. We have actually gotten the itch. We've been, we've been, uh, we've been kicking around some ideas. If we do, if we do come back, it's going to be uh, something non-conventional of what we did before. I don't really know. But we have some uh, we have some interesting ideas we might we might toss around. We would love to be involved in that conversation because I have the feeling that this that 
Fred does not even have the time for this show anymore. He's so busy. He's well, I can tell you, the, fir- the first order of business is those podcast episodes are going to be like 20, 25 minutes. Yeah. Single and topic, we record, focused. We, we might record like two or three at a time and then just record or like release them over, you know, when we find the time, we'll record a bunch or something. But yeah, we have yeah. some ideas about how to keep it non-traditional. We might play, we might actually play like a D&D game and then while we're playing D&D, discuss a topic something like so that like like yeah, something weird. something really something we're gonna try something different it's I like think. comedians in cars getting coffee except it's basically nerds at a table playing dungeons and dragons we we yeah. do we do that with our guide and episodes like our, our off week episodes we try to record those okay uh, ahead of time we don't always succeed uh unlike on this episode I'm, where we go off the rail and talk about what you're gonna do with your podcast during the yeah. outro whatever who gives a shit i'm gonna uh, we're gonna solve murder mysteries too i feel like that's probably fuck, that's, that's a good that's show. a good podcast niche that's a good idea. Um, we, I think somebody's done that. Yeah, they did it once. I mean, uh, everybody in prison's innocent, so I feel like it's limitless content. God, the Republican <laughs> and Dan comes out. No, um, every every prisoner will tell you they're innocent. Is what I'm saying. So, and then the uh, the thing I'm going to do with Alex is going to we're probably going to record um, four or five episodes one, once once a month and then release them weekly. Yeah. Uh, so have, you have all that non fantastic neighborhood content to look forward to. I don't know. Uh, I we might th- put an episode out on the stream. We'll see. I will throw it out there just in case people. I am on PS4 as Net Phantom. If anybody wants to play Destiny or Rocket League, I'm more than happy to to Sherpa anybody through either of those games. He also. I don't, I don't s- play much else, but that's you know I'm always happy to to play with people. So yeah, and also send send dit pi- dick pics. Yeah, sure, that's uh, fine. Totally, totally possible. We'll save save that for FIFA. I, I prefer I prefer all my dick pics through FIFA. If we could. All right, Fred. What's the rest of the outro? <laughs> um. Touch the shark. Okay, bye-bye.